Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks well hello and welcome to sports lounge live on this what October twelfth? Is that the correct? Yeah, you're not going to leave it to me this week, I guess. Huh? I no, know. because you. <laughs> you last week, we didn't even know this, but I uh, gave the date as October fourth last Tuesday, and it was not. It was October fifth, and I even had had talked to toyed with the idea of talking about some of the Red Sox successes on October fifth because we were going into the wild card game, and I still said October fourth. So I didn't even notice that I said it, but it was pointed out to me later in the week. Perry. I guess, Perry, you checked it on the uh, podcast. And you yeah, I listened, it, right? I listened back and found yeah, I listened, it. I listened back and found So if you guys were off by a, a day, like all, you know, you couldn't do your checks right, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. But anyway, this is October 12th. Hope everybody enjoyed their happy Indigenous Peoples Day, Columbus Day, Leif Erickson Day, Canadian Thanksgiving, whatever they celebrated, Baseball Day in America. We had three games, and we'll certainly talk about those games in the series coming up. We're pretty happy up here, and we'll talk about that, too. But it's October 12th today, the real uh, Indigenous Peoples Day in Columbus Day. And it's uh, show number 164. And uh, we have a birthday in the panel. Uh, Rick, Rick Swan here, just celebrated his 70th birthday. And he doesn't sound any older than 69. Uh, so, uh, Rick, what would you do for your birthday? Anything special? Rick? Rick? Rick is, oh. He's there. Well, you might be. Hello? There, there you are. Okay, there you I'm are. I'm sorry, I, I muted my not 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 on not on Zoom. I muted myself. I'm using a different phone, and I hit the button accidentally. Oh, okay. okay. But you know, when so, you hit seventy years old, it gets tough. You know. Yeah. You know, did you do anything special for your birthday? I forgot to ask no, you the other day when we were talking. No, not really. It's just uh, you know, it's it's just another. It's seventy, but it's they say you're only as old as you feel. So that means I probably should have died about twenty years ago. But, <laughs> right. but now okay, you're the you same. Go. And now, though, Rick, you're the same age as John Miller. Yeah, that's right. You're three days older than he is. His birthday was yesterday, so yep. there we go. I hope you so weren't as forgetful as he was on his birthday. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was bad. Yeah, okay, so uh, we we of course we'll have our uh, go through the panel, and then we do the deaths, and we have NFL, and we're going to lead off rather than with the scoreboard with this John Gruden story because it's quite a quite a thing that's uh, come up in the last day or so. Out as the Oakland or the uh, Las Vegas Raiders coach. Then we'll do MLB, of course, baseball, the series progress, uh, college football, the NBA, the NHL, which opens tonight, boxing, and auto racing. So for the panel, yeah, go ahead, Sean. I was just saying, and Lynn White, thanks for the email. I will, I will be giving my side of the perspective on your Texas OU game during college football, Lynn. So thanks for About the, the halftime email. lead they blew and all that. Yeah, yeah okay, that'll be good. Well, okay. Third quarter lead. 
So we, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty big lead. I was checking that game. I had a chance to finally listen to some college football the other day. Okay, so uh, for my part of the panel, uh, we had the Boston Marathon, the 125th yesterday here, and uh, two Kenyans won the men's uh, side of it again, and that, that and men's and women. So that is not unusual, that's for sure. So we had a couple of, later we're going to be talking about more serious things, but we had a couple of baseball announcers got into a little trouble this week. And uh, Robert, you'll have to help me with the pronunciation of this guy's name because we're going to talk about the Sean McDonough story. But Farhan okay. Zaidi, is that his name? Farhan Zaidi. Farhan Zaidi? Yeah. Okay. Farhan. Okay. And Sean McDonough was uh, mispronouncing it, as I just did, and maybe in some other different way. And uh, and uh, uh, Will Fleming, whose brother, of course, Dave, works for the Giants, gave him the correct pronouncement. And he said, high anxiety, huh? you know, something like that. <laughs> and so, but then Sunday, to, to cap it off. So he got, he got through that. Not a big problem. I guess he didn't even have to issue an apology. But it was noticed. Uh, it was in the Globe on Friday. And uh, the, the media critic uh, mentioned it, um, you know, and, and so forth. But Sunday, he told an interesting story story. He was doing the Maui Classic, I guess, uh, and, he, and a player had lost his middle finger uh, in a shop accident in high school or whatever. And, uh, you know, he was playing on one of the teams and it was midnight on, in the East Coast. And he said, well, that would mean that it, that would be illegal for him to drive in Boston. Because, you know, if you don't have a middle <laughs> finger, you can't drive here. <laughs> so, so the thing is, he said, but the, but the thing is, and he didn't refer to the uh, Farhan Zaidi thing, but he said, but that was midnight on, uh, you know, on early uh, some morning on the Maui. So nobody really noticed that. <laughs> so he just went on. So that was Sean for you. He just comes back with his humor. And Jim Cott got into trouble, too. Yeah. He, he was talking about Johan Moncada, and he uh, said he'd, he'd get a, a 40 acres and a, a field full of them. And, uh, because Buck Showalter said, boy, he'd like to have some of those, those meaning a good ball player like him. And he says, yeah, 40 acres and a mule. And that's a reference to what the slaves were promised when they, you know, were going to be freed. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty vague. You know, you I guys think he's can't, still on the uh, Nobody can say anything anymore, right. guys. Just uh. <laughs> Mm. No, and so, but apparently no re repercussions on him no. either. But no. uh, Sean's been back with the Red Sox and did the college game and is going to do hockey tonight. So Sean's very busy these days. But it's just uh, the, people are out there listening, folks. That's they the are. point. So anyway. So, Don't say um, anything you may regret later. That yeah. is correct. So, Rick, with that in mind, what have you got to say? <laughs> I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Boston Drive is where, where using a blinker is looked upon as a sign of weakness. That's right. Um, uh, the, it's been quite a week around here. Between, I mean, we started off a week ago Sunday with the Tampa Bay Patriots game, and that got so much attention. And then we, you know, we had the Red Sox Yankees wild card game, which I loved. I love seeing the Yankees eliminated. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the series with with Tampa Bay, yeah. and um, and we're we're in a gorgeous streak of weather right now for fall yep. weather. And there was one one little funny incident in the Boston Marathon yesterday. The the the, the male who won the wheelchair race, um, and I don't remember his name. He he was leading the whole way, and he's he's following the lead car because there's nobody, no runners or anybody in front of him. And at, I guess at the end of the, I never realized this, right before the end of the course, the lead car turns off because when you get down to the finish line, there's no place for that car to go. And the, all the runners are supposed to know this, and I guess he did know it because he's run, he's run here before, but he just forgot, and he followed the lead car off the course for about 10 or 15 seconds. Oh, no. Which doesn't sound like a big deal. He still won it easily, but as it turned out, he missed by seven seconds setting the course record, which would have been a $50,000 bonus. Oh, oh man. Wow. Bummer. <laughs> 
bummer. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the marathon, which starts in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, Hopkinton is the first school to be able to uh, go unmasked because they've got enough people vaccinated in their high school, the high school, not the whole schools. But mm-hmm. so they're the first one in Massachusetts and maybe in, in the country because pretty much in schools, people are using the masks, I would think. Yeah. So I've uh, got to give Hopkinton a shout out for that. That was good. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Perry. Perry. Well, I bet everybody knows what the big topic is around our parts these days because uh, of course the other day the the hawkeyes beat uh penn state in uh, that three four matchup it was 23 to 20 and um if if sean clifford does not get hurt for penn state they're starting qb i'm not sure the hawkeyes would have done that because obviously your backup quarterback is not what your starter is and um the iowa defense was able to turn up the pressure on penn state so uh that was was quite a game on saturday and uh, been listening to a lot of baseball. Uh, th- this is a good time of year, too. We always say March is, and March certainly is a good time of year. But this is, too, and you get a lot of baseball, you get a lot of football. Our high school playoffs start, and we have two more Fridays of games, then we start the playoffs. So that'll be cool. Uh, so that's what's going on around here. And I'll bet, Bill, I'll bet last night was generally not a pleasant evening as a Colts fan. <laughs> Well, it wasn't unexpected. I just kind of had that feeling that something was going to go awry. I remember... uh, And it even had nothing to do with Carson Wentz, though. No. No, he actually broke a career record for him. Over 400 yards in passing. That wasn't the issue. Your defense, a kicker I, I was listening to the the Packers on Sunday and I said my god this Mason Crosby keeps missing field goals and I thought boy I'd hate to have someone like that on on our team on the Colts and he's one of the better kickers in the league so. right and then what happens First thing, when you see a punter out there kicking the field goal and then the penalty, and then the regular kicker comes back, but he's hurt. I I don't know why somebody didn't know this or if this happened at game time or what, but no, it's very discouraging. And they were really putting it on Baltimore. I mean, doing a Real good job, but we'll it talk was 25 more. Twenty-five to nine with under ten minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, no reason, no reason, and we'll just keep doing the more of the same, I guess. But I think they had the Texas Longhorn defensive coordinator coaching. <laughs> uh, I, I think we—that's a guy we got from Dallas, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, no. that's a guy that came over with when. Um, the assistant coach for New England that was going to come to the Colts and changed his mind right before the press conference. The Colts honored his request and hired those coaches. And then when he didn't come, I've often wondered why the league never made him pay or somebody responsible for that, you know. I've often wondered that. I'm not sure, and and how it compares to the business with uh, Belichick and the Jets, because the same thing happened. You know, the Jets were left in the lurch when he came to the Patriots. I think the Patriots had to uh, give him a draft choice or something. Yeah, they did have to eventually do it. I mean, mean, it's not that we can not do without the coach, but 
they hired these coaches in good faith based upon what so I do believe that they should have been responsible. Well, that was about for, three years ago, though. Now, I mean, they've, they've yeah. got, you know, yeah. they could have changed them if they wanted to. Right. Yeah, that's true. Now, but who knows how long the con- But still, I I never, I never had a good feeling about that. I never thought that was, uh, not the fact of the coach, but I just never thought that was the right way to do business. But apparently, Frank Wright is happy with those coaches, or he would have changed them. So well, he don't have to worry about it. He'll probably get it too. Um, so <laughs> he can join him. So, but other than that, doing, doing a lot of computer work and well he could be an offensive coordinator so anyway uh, robert we know what you've been involved with oh well um my uh I, i've been i've been busy covering boxing and stuff and and i had a terrible raiders game on sunday and then monday night all the drama started i'm watching the football game and i'm watching the colts and baltimore and the next thing i know uh, my coach resigned, and boy, well, it's turned out to be a, a real uh, disaster. And we're going to go into it in detail here. Which, as a Raider fan, I, I, uh, this is, uh, I, I wonder how this is going to affect the rest of our season. Where we're three wins and two losses, and uh, normally I would think that we are a better team than what we showed on Sunday, and I thought we would be highly competitive against the Bears, and I thought we had a good chance of winning. But it was obvious uh, when the game started on Sunday that that was not going to happen. And, of course, uh, Khalil Mack, he uh, he was able to play against the Raiders, and, and he had a wonderful game and basically showed we Raider fans exactly what kind of player we're missing. I, I still hate that trade. Uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a guy that should be a uh, Raider for life. But like I said, when the trade was made, Chicago got themselves a Hall of Fame defensive player. And that when his career is over, that's probably what you're going to see. So, um, you know, other than that, everything else is going good around here. Let's go to Sean. I'm sure he's got something better else to talk about. Well, it was, of course, a crazy weekend around here. Uh, you had the big rivalry game, the Red River Showdown, shootout rivalry, whatever you want to call it, Dr. Pepper this, you know, there are. So, of course, you know, it's you had the story, the ups and downs, and then, of course, you had the big Texas A&M upset over Alabama, and you had the, the, the Cowboy fans celebrating, the Astro fans having their up and downs. So it's, it's been a been a crazy, crazy weekend sports-wise, and little up, you know, just a lot of stuff going on around here, around this, around these parts. Uh, hey, but anyway, oh, if you want to tell us what's going on in your parts, or if you want to leave us comments throughout the week, by the way, call in during the show on the Zoom number, and then uh, on whatever Zoom number, and you can do the code two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice, and then start nine. Raise your hand on the phone, alt line the computer. The more key on your smartphone. And if you don't know a Zoom number, it's 646-876-9923. If you want to leave us messages throughout the week, 
Sports Lounge and allthingsradio.net. And we want to thank Lynn White, like I said, for his message. And, Lynn, we will be addressing you. Uh, I will be addressing you from the other side during college football or 773-572-7715 or 800-693-0592-95-693-0595, option two, and say it's for Sports Lounge Live. But anyway, let's get on. And, I'll be, and Sean, no, no uh, show tomorrow. Yeah, no show tomorrow. Perry's already asking for a day off after three weeks. You know what time yeah. is this? Working too hard. Yeah, yeah. So no show tomorrow, but they they plan to be back next week. We week will be back Wednesday. next week. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we will get these done. These are the deaths. There's only four of them, and uh, but a couple of interesting people here. Eddie Robinson, 100 years old, not the Grambling coach. This is the uh, first baseman for the Cleveland Indians. They won the World Series in '48. Uh, let's see. He was the last 48 Cleveland Indians still uh, surviving, and the oldest player uh, still alive. So he played for the Indians in '42. Then, of course, probably went in the service, didn't say in his obituary, but then was back 46 through 48. Washington 49 and 50. White Sox 50 and 50 through 52. Then the Philadelphia A's in 53. The Yankees in 54 and 50 through 56. <clears throat> Kansas City A's in 56. Then the Tigers, Cleveland, and Baltimore all in 57 as he wrapped up his career. He had two. 68, 172 home runs, 723 RBIs. He was an all-star in 49 and 51 through 53 and won that World Series in 48. And he was the GM of the Braves from 72 through 76. And then the GM in Texas from 76 through 82. And then scouted for many teams, but he ended up with the Red Sox in 04. And that was an interesting thing. They pointed out that when he scouted for the Red Sox, that was the only one, if you listen through what I just said, the only one of the original eight American League teams he hadn't played for. So he scouted for them, played for the rest of them. Budge Patty, 97 years old, tennis player. He was the, uh, his actual name was Edward John uh, uh, Patty. He was the number one player in 1950, born in Arkansas, but lived in Europe most of his life. He had a record of 777-182, 73 titles, and the French Open in 50 and the Wimbledon in 1950, and he's in the Tennis Hall of Fame. Chuck Hartenstein, 79 years old, and they didn't have any obituary, but I seem to remember, Rick, that his nickname was Twiggy, wasn't it? I, I don't remember that. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know whether he was Twiggy because he was huge or because he was small, but, uh, you know, uh, I seem to remember that being his nickname. He was he went to college in Texas. He went played for the University of Texas, and he pitched in 18 innings on June 17th of 65 in the Texas League for the Austin Braves. And then he uh, came up to the Cubs for in 65 through 68, Pirates 69 and 70, then the Cardinals and Red Sox also in 1970. Then he went back to the minors 71 through 76 and came back to the Blue Jays in 77 and uh, 297 innings, a 17 and 19 record, 4.52 ERA and 135 strikeouts and a pitching coach for Cleveland and Milwaukee later in his career. And a couple more here. We then go on to uh, Tony DeMarco. Uh, oh, wait, I'm, I'm thinking, no, that's right, one more. And this is a famous guy around here, Tony DeMarco, 80, 89 years old, the Boston uh uh, he was born of Sicilian uh, immigrants here in Boston, and he was uh, 48. Uh, he was a fighter from 48 through 62. His record was 58, 12, and one with 33 knockouts. He was five feet inch, uh, five uh, feet tall, and five inches, and he was known as the Boston. Uh, I don't know one place it said bomber, one place it said brawler, but either way, he was. Uh, 
He was the uh, welterweight champion from a very long, short time, especially the way fights go nowadays. Boy, they used to fight a lot back then. He, he was the champion from April 1st of 55, beating Johnny Saxton at the Boston Garden. Then he lost to Carmen Basilio on June 10th of 55. And, uh, and then he was, uh, and he lost to him again on November 30th back here at the garden. So he fought three times in like eight months there. You'd never see that today. And, uh, there's a statue of him here in the North end, the Italian section of Boston, right at the beginning of his neighborhood. And he's, um, a member of the boxing hall of fame. So, uh, and I, I always wanted to find out more about him. It was nice to read the obituary because I'd seen a couple of old fights of his and, uh, you know, anyway, so now we're going to do the NFL and I think we may as well start with the elephant in the room which is john gruden and so apparently he uh and we, we all have different parts of the story he resigned last night because of anti-gay and racist emails he had sent he was uh his emails got uh, tracked down by the nfl because he was part of the investigation of the washington football team from uh, back you know in the earlier part of the day well ten five ten years ago whatever and uh, his brother was the coach of the Redskins at that time, and I didn't even know it. He was only 22 and 31 with the Raiders. So, and you know, he started three and 0 this year. Now they're down to three and two, but they started three and 0 last year. So I don't know. They struggled later in the, uh, you know, in the season last year. And Rich, uh, how do you pronounce his name there? The new coach of the Raiders. Uh, Rich Pasaccia. Uh, Pasaccia. He's yeah. a uh, head coach. He's longtime coach. Uh, David USF went through and read his longtime college and NFL assistant. This is his first head coaching job. He's a special teams coach and uh, uh, special teams coach and the number one assistant. So um, uh, they the Raiders already had it set up. If anything happened to John Gruden, that he would take over. But he's not going to be the long term uh, candidate. He's going to finish gonna, this gonna, year, though. I guess. Yeah, he's going to finish yeah. this year. Well, if he does well, if they make the playoffs, he may be back. We'll see. What well, because but, of the Rooney rule, I think they're going to have to interview people and, and whatnot. And there's quite a list uh, uh, that's, yeah. that's already out. I don't so. know how, uh, how the how the how the Rooney rule work out for Mark Davis this time. It didn't really come well, into play, I guess. Uh, I I don't I now I don't know. Uh, well, uh, which I think candidate. the owner. I seem to remember, and maybe it was him. Maybe it was another owner. I almost remember some owner paid a big fine and not doing it. Uh, and I think if you promote the interim coach, you know, that took over in the season, I, I don't think you have to. I think you can go ahead. I, I think now. Don't call me on that. Maybe somebody now, else. Now, Rick, knows. you're the NFL guy. Uh, can you add some light to this or no? Uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, but, and I, and I anyway, guess so the long and the short of the John Gruden part of the story, there's not too many people that he missed out on of, of saying no, bad yeah. things about. He hit the women. No, he, he hit the. He hit the, the African Americans. He hit the gays. He he hit about everybody yeah. that that you could. Roger get. Goodell. Roger yeah, Goodell. He yes. Yeah. He hit not everybody. only just not only just people. He also criticized the league for all this. He, he thought it was too much that they were trying to do to stop concussions. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's and good. Yeah. This it's originally like I said the original email leaked to the Wall Street Journal on Friday, and it was from 2011, and it was when he sent to Bruce Allen, who at that time was the president of. Uh, Redskins. The Washington football team. And it was basically yeah. a comment about DeMar Smith, the, the NFL Players Association president, and something about, well, it was a derogatory that can be perceived racial about his lips, but he was saying also it's also a term about, oh, this guy's a liar. Cause well, I remember he, uh, that email came out during the NFL lockout, and that's what he was commenting on. Yeah, he was, um, but it got yeah. in there Friday, and it, it was yeah. promoted. But then all of a sudden, as they looked in more and more, the NFL got more emails, and 
They, yeah. you know, New York Times got it, and they found out he had sent more from 2014 on. Basically, like I said, talking about female referees, uh, the national anthem, homosexual football players, Roger Goodell. I mean, one yeah. or two of these things he might have, but all of yeah. these in general so, is just if I. But we don't know is whether he's going to still get any money because the deal is he resigned now. Uh, he resigned, he, so no. With the, from what I understand, what I'm understanding. He walked away from that money because he resigned. Well, and if that, he resigned, I don't know why he bothered to resign. If He wouldn't have gotten the money if he was fired with cause. I wouldn't be surprised. It also could be one of these things that's under the table. Hey, and, you resign. And we you won't know, say you got the money, but we'll give you $10 million. You know, With $60 million, we'll give you $10 million or something if you just resign. You know, yeah, and like the, other part, the other part, like I said on this, during the t- most of the time when he sent these emails, he was working for ESPN because when did he come on Monday Night Football? Like, oh, uh, re- remember he uh, got uh, he and Sean McDonald together. He, he got fired in Tampa Bay in what 2008, 2009. Yeah, so he, he started right to he started right working at ESPN in 20, like yeah, 2010 he, or something. You know? Yeah, so a lot of these were done there, and he sent it to, like I said, to Bruce Allen and the guy from PDQ, the head of PDQ. He sent emails to him and other people, and so. It, it just, it went from, he had already apologized for the initial email, and he said, that's not, and he had almost explained his way out of it, and, you know, he could have maybe hung around well, to all the sudden. He certainly didn't walk away from $60 out. million. He got pushed away from $60 million. Let's yeah, that way. Um, and, and like I said, as a, as a Raiders fan, not being a podcast person here, I don't know how this is going to affect my team. You know, we started out real good at 3-0. and We lost the last two games. Our offensive line is a disaster area. Well, that is, now, the offensive line being a disaster has nothing to do with the emails. No, no, no. I, no, I'm but talking about... The next four I'm, games are against Denver, Philadelphia, the Giants, and Kansas City, so we'll right. see. But just the whole the mentality of, you know, like you said, the team. and well, Because Keyshawn Johnson came out on his show today, and he said, I remember playing for him, and he goes, I just knew something wasn't right. He goes, I didn't know. He goes, he came in with Tony Dungy and Rich McKay's talent, and he goes, but then as his quote, I think he said, he's a fraud. He's a, I just always knew he was a fraud and a used car salesman, but I will be listening after the show because one of our guys who does a local show here on the Horn, Rod Babers, played a little bit in the NFL, but nothing major. But I think one of the guys he did play for was John Gruden, and I know he's close with Chris Sims, who played for John Gruden. So I'm going to be, I'll be hearing his con- comments. I'm sure after the show. And I guess, I guess my th- my th- my thoughts though on the Keyshawn Johnson thing, you can always say stuff after yeah. the fact. You didn't right. say it before the fact, so I guess I don't really put much faith in it. Yeah, that's well, correct. He did say he didn't know anything about this stuff. He had never heard any of this. Right. He said he never used that in the locker room. Keyshawn did also say that. So. But he was but he was a colleague of his at ESPN, so he's kind of throwing him under the yeah. bus. Under the yeah. bus. And Keyshawn, I think, came after. Keyshawn came and, and ESPN, uh, they're kind of embarrassed by this because they got NFL investigators going right. through their well, archive. Well, in part, I think part of the problem, too, that Keyshawn has, I mean, let's be honest, the ESPN radio in total, and he's a part of that. Let's yeah. be honest, it's a train wreck. It, it is. Yes. It is. Yeah. Okay, well, it's probably just about break time. Yeah, let's so go why ahead and do, do that. Break, let's go ahead and do the break. And we'll do the scoreboard. We'll do the scores. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Yes. Hold on one second, guys. Our studio okay, well, is messed up. There we, we go. We got it, guys. Studio. 
People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool. And by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. All right. Okay. Well, the first game of the weekend was the Rams and Seattle. I really didn't listen to much of this game. With the Red Sox games being opposite a lot of football, it's made it a little bit difficult. But the Rams beat Seattle 26-17. More of Perry's good karma, you know, with his Iowa Hawkeyes and right. L.A. Rams and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. But the Rams, and, did, uh, they played okay. They did not play great. Obviously, the story of this is Russell Wilson and his finger, uh, dislocated finger, which he had to have surgery on, and he'll miss four to eight weeks. And uh, Geno Smith didn't play horrible, but the Rams had a, a little bit of a lead built up, and they were able to hold a, hold them off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then we had Atlanta beat the Jets nice, bright and early on a part of the fun part of the sports weekend, as I was talking about last week, was uh, getting the early start on Sunday morning in London, 27-20, the Falcons beat the Jets, and they had a big lead. They really could have blown it open late in the, they fumbled late in the second quarter, and the Jets came back and scored. But the Jets, you know, hung in, made a a game of it, but you never got the feeling that the the Falcons were going to lose that game. No. Uh, Yeah, that was such a terrible start. Wilson was... He was throwing short passes, people wide open, and throwing it right into the ground. He looked like Cam Newton. Huh? <laughs> Jeez. I have trouble uh, getting into these early morning London games. I don't know what it is. Well, they're 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 better for us than they would be for Texas. And uh, Robert, did you get well, up for the? But uh, it's the quality of teams they give you. That's the bad. Yeah, they don't give you much. You know? No, they don't. They don't. But boy, but because people would scream. If you put put uh, a game over there like. Uh, Dallas and the Patriots this week, people be screaming, you know, team, teams with bigger yeah. fan bases and stuff. So you can't do that. So that's a problem. Okay, Green Bay beat Cincinnati in a crazy – we had some wild ones. And this was a – hey, who ever heard of a two finals in the NFL with 25-22? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty pretty weird. And another team losing with 25 points, the Colts, that we talked about yeah. earlier. 
But uh, Green Bay beat Cincinnati 25-22 in overtime. Crosby was four out of seven in field goals. And he's a good kicker, but he just had a he's bad a day. He's a very good kick. You know, they were, yeah. Wayne Larrabee was talking about him, though, and he said, you know, if anybody was ever going to have a horrible day like this, he said he's covered two kickers that he, he, he knows of that could come back from it. One is Mason Crosby, and the other one is Jan Stenerud. He said That's right. Mason Crosby can – he said, unlike most people, he knows how to put a game behind him and come back next yep. week. And I guess after the game, um, he went over to McPherson, the kicker for Cincinnati, who thought he had kicked the game-winning field goal, and they were running around celebrating. And then, oh, he missed it. Uh, but I guess Crosby went over to him and, you know, patted him on the back and said, hey, you're going to have a great career. Don't let it get you down. Yeah. yeah so between and, uh, the two so there kickers were... in the um, two minutes left in the game and through the overtime, between the two kickers, they missed five field goals yep. in a row. Right, and uh, there were 13 extra points missed, and within the first hour, I think, uh, there were uh, three in the Patriots game, and yeah. there were about five in the first hour of the game, yeah. I think, there were extra points missed, so it was crazy. And we had avoided that pretty much. Remember last year, all we talked about was missed extra points. We hadn't really seen much of that until this week, so I don't know. Uh, let's see. Minnesota beat Detroit, and talk about a, you know, yeah. a guy who's missed a couple of field calls. Well, the Lions, I'll give it to the Lions. They, they came back, and they went for two to get the lead, and they got the lead. I swear, I don't care who's there, whether Stafford's there, whether it's a new coach or who's the. They just find the weirdest way to lose games, and they lost yeah. this from 1917. Joseph for the Vikings kicked that last second field goal. You got 54 yards, so I mean, it wasn't a short kick either. No, no. I guess. I guess one. though, uh, speaking of the Lions, apparently somebody uh, tweeted that uh, their coach Dan Campbell was quote sobbing after the game. He was, yeah, in the press conference. Yeah, yeah well, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Matt, now, now crazy. And I would tell you, if he was doing that, Matt Campbell, he certainly is not. The Iowa no. State, because <laughs> remember, he came in claiming he was going to be like Matt Campbell yeah. at Iowa State. That he yeah, certainly he gonna, is not. Yeah. He was going to chew off kneecaps and everything. Yeah, yeah right. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, unlike, uh, who was it that knocked over Dan Devine on the sideline that time? One of the Giants uh, broke his leg. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who did it. Uh, Pittsburgh beat, beat Denver 27-19. to Again, I didn't hear much of this game. Bridgewater did play. He had been in the concussion pr- protocol, but he did get to play. Um, the Steelers pretty much held the lead all through, but it was it was tense for them, but they managed to get the win. So, you know, and uh, I think Denver's kind of coming back to earth a little bit. I think and Juju Smith-Schuster's now at shoulder surgery, and he's out for the year. Yep. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. And um, so Tampa Bay, well, we'll trade what we got from Tampa Bay last week. They'll lose the uh, Brady-Belichick matchup, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and get the baseball series. But Tampa Bay did beat Miami 45-17. Brady threw for 411 yards and five touchdowns. So typical day of work uh, for Tom Brady. Actually, it's Just the first time he's up. ever thrown for 400 yards and five touchdowns in a game. Oh, well, then it wasn't a typical work day of work. No. For Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, but that's fine. But you know the the Bucks are Bucks are continuing to roll, and um, they're they're going to probably win that division. And uh, you know because uh, the other teams just kind of scuffling around now, as we'll get to with a couple of these other games. Although New Orleans, well, it was an odd week, so New Orleans won, and they yeah. beat the football team thirty three to twenty two. Came uh, I, and but Taysom Hill got hurt. I don't know how badly hurt is he uh, this yeah. at this point. Yeah, I know? know I haven't heard no. I haven't yeah. Heard. 
But uh, yeah, so but they, they were behind, but they came back and got that done. So I think they're off this week, so they won't know what to do with yeah. themselves. Uh, Philadelphia beat Carolina 21-18, and uh, this was a surprise because Carolina started off pretty good, and I guess J- uh, Jalen Hurts uh, uh, got going and he ran in a couple of touchdowns. And I don't know, I, I really didn't. Did you see much of this, Rick, or anybody? Because, no, but uh, Car- the, Carolina, I thought, had the game well in hand into the fourth quarter. I think they're up like yeah, they did, yeah, they did. And then yeah. they, they blocked a punt, and just everything went downhill for Probably. Carolina. After yeah. Donald kind of came back to earth. He threw three interceptions in this game. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, and uh, two run rushing touchdowns by Hurst. Tennessee beat Jacksonville 37, uh, 37-19. And, uh, you know, Lawrence is, you know, shows a little bit here and there, but they don't have much around them. And it's just, again, the difference between, like, Lawrence and, and uh, Lance and, and, you know, uh, Jones with the Patriots, you've got a little bit of a program there. You've got some people, you know, you're not starting from scratch. When you start from scratch and, and you're a rookie quarterback, it makes it really difficult. And, and the happiest Henry, guy about the John Gruden thing is Irvin Meyer. Yeah, I took him off. Oh, yeah, nobody's talking about that anymore. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Derrick Henry kept rolling with three rushing touchdowns, 130 yards. So, Okay, now I predicted that this would happen, but I didn't think it would be this scary. The Patriots beat Houston 25-22, and I said the Patriots play a lot worse than they would uh, had against Tampa Bay, and they did. But they got so – they were behind uh, 22-9. And then they finally come, came back, kept having to kick field goals. Finally, they got it in the end zone once, and then they kicked the winning field goal. But Houston did every, handed them the game, really. The Houston, you know, and they're, yeah, they're they a bad did. team. Patriots aren't a good they team, did. but they're better than a bad team. Let's put it that no, way. And the interesting, like I said, I was listening to Mark Vandermeer, and they talked about it like you meant right up the three, missed the six points, the first three. This, yeah. And the first two, of course, they said, through the same goalpost because, you know, you had because <laughs> it had one first quarter, then the second quarter. Right. He goes, man, the same. They were all through the same goalpost. He joked about that, and it was, you know, it was Fairbear. He had for the Texans. Yeah, Fairbear's a pretty good and, kicker. Yeah, and he yeah. missed, and uh, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a sloppy game either way. It was, it was. Both teams stuff did not play well. Uh, and then let's see. So again, we got the Raiders game. We talked about Chicago beating the Raiders twenty to nine, but just uh, Justin Fields seemed to do fairly well. That was he the did, he did okay. There. He did All okay. Right. He he wasn't great, but he did okay, and that's what he has to mm-hmm. do. I think yeah. at this point is okay. Another game of the day, the Chargers beat, uh, beat Cleveland 47-42. to and What a wild game that was. Wow. Herbert threw for four touchdowns and ran one in. And, uh, the, you know, Eckler was, had a great game. Uh, the Browns, you know, they, they, their running backs were doing really well. So it was a, a offensive. Everybody who didn't have the over in that game was crazy because you knew that that was going to be that kind of game. And it, it sure was, that's for sure. It's funny because we had that game with the Chargers and Chiefs weeks ago and I said I couldn't believe that the Chargers didn't just sit on it and kick the winning field goal and then we said but we know what the kind of problems have been having with their kickers and they t- they went to tie the game up 42-42 and what did he do he misses the extra point <laughs> yeah so then, right. so then they end up having to get another tie down <laughs> mm-hmm. Dallas beat the Giants 44-20 to uh uh, so, uh, Rick, what's the story on all the injuries with the Giants? I know there's more. Giants, Giants have no offense left. Isn't <laughs> Jones is out. Bob is out. Uh, yeah, Tiki Bob. <laughs> uh, Barkley. Barkley is out. Uh, Slayton, Shepard, Galladay, and their left tackle, Thomas, they're yeah. all out injured. Uh, the only, and, uh, how long? Are, is anybody coming back anytime soon, or they're all may, well, out for a while? Maybe, maybe the two receivers that were out going into this game, Shepard and Slate and they, they yeah. had a chance. Like, I mean, Jones is in concussion protocol, but the way he looked, I find it hard to believe he could come back this week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the only bright spot, I hate to mention, because every time I mention a bright spot, that gets erased. But uh, the, the number one pick, Cardarius Tony, had a great game until he punched good. somebody and got thrown out. Oh, well, but, that's yeah. good. Yeah, but yeah, he had ten, 10 passes for 189 yards. Yeah, well, most Odell, of that Odell Beckham uh, taught him everything he knows. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, Arizona... And all they got, got this week is the Rams, so that's... Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Arizona beat San Francisco 17-10. to 10. Again, Lance sounded like he played... Again, I just had the uh, Channel 88 on and was listening to the Red Sox, but it sounded like Lance was doing all right, kept him in the game and stuff. I don't know whether they... The yeah, 49ers defense played fairly well, I guess. He did. It was, it was strange. I mean, they... they not the way Arizona has looked all year. They've been up and down the field, and Murray didn't have a great. He had one yard rushing, which is crazy for him. Mm-hmm. And then Buffalo beat Kansas City thirty-eight to twenty in an hour and fifteen-minute lightning delay, and, oh, yeah. um, and the Buffalo got right on top. And pretty much it was they held them at arm's length pretty much through the thing. Ran a, a, a pick a six back, and you know, so it looks. I don't know. You know, Buffalo's starting to look uh, like a pretty legitimate team for the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, yeah and Kansas City does. Is, that defense is not good at all. They, it is. They, not. They've got problems. Yeah. And the final and game, which Hilaire was out for like three or four weeks. Oh, really? And then uh, we we pretty much talked about this already. Baltimore beat the Colts uh, thirty-one to twenty-five in <sighs> overtime. So and uh, <laughs> don't groan, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, yeah. a little defense of the Colts. They in that fourth quarter, they they had hardly any defensive backs left. They were going out left and right, injured, and 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 uh, uh, you know um, Jackson is. He's what could be in the past rushing. I don't think I've ever seen him throw that well as, as he did mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. So do we have any other news and notes before we get to the uh, standings, Rick? I don't think, you know, it's been a million well, I think we kind of, I think we kind of hit him as we went through. Yeah, yeah. I think we did. Okay. so many injuries. Yeah. yeah, there are. So the AFC East, we have Buffalo, as I say, 4-1. and one. Patriots 2-3. and three. Miami 1-4. and four. The Jets 1-4. and four. In the uh, North... Baltimore four and one. This is a big game for them because with Cleveland and Cincinnati having lost, this was one they really wanted to get, and they did four and one. Cincinnati three and two. Cleveland three and two. The Steelers two and three. They're hanging in a little better now. In the South, Tennessee starting to open it up a little bit. As bad as the rest of this division is, Tennessee's three and two. Houston one and four. Indianapolis one and four. And Jacksonville zero and five. And in the West, we have the Chargers now at four and one. They never lead the division. Denver three and two. The Raiders are three and two. And Kansas City two and three. In the East, in the NFC, we have Dallas at four and one, Washington two and three, Philadelphia two and three, the Giants at one and four. In the North, Green Bay four and one, Chicago three and two, Minnesota two and three, the Lions are zero and five. In the South, we have Tampa Bay four and one, Carolina three and two, New Orleans three and two, Atlanta two and three. And in the West, we have Arizona at five and zero, the only undefeated team, as we said. Rams four and one, they're right on their heels. And then San Francisco and Seattle are starting to fall back with two and three. And uh, so the undefeated teams, just Arizona, the winless Jacksonville and Detroit. So that's uh, it for the standings. And so the, it's starting to, these divisions, I think, are kind of, you know, Buffalo, Tennessee. Some of these teams are starting to separate themselves oh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what's weird expect- this year that, you know, you, you would expect this year when all the crowds come back and, and the home field might be even more important than usual. So far this year, I think the home team is 39 and 41. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. 
And the other thing is, remember we talked during uh, preseason about how the AFC did a job on the NFC. I think it was like 36-9 and a couple of ties yeah. or something. So far in the regular season, the NFC's won 15 out of 24 interconference games. Yep, that's right. No, you never know. And as I've always said, when Rick and I talk about this every year, sometimes it depends on which divisions are playing each other. And that has, that can have a lot to it because you get a really I mean, good this, division yeah. playing year, a they, bad one. The AFC has a, has a major advantage because they've got you know one more home game over all these NFC yeah. teams. Yeah, these uh, extra the uh, interconference standings game, Rick and I would call it, I guess, because yeah. uh, we Patriots have one of those uh, this weekend. So Thursday night we start off with Tampa Bay at Philadelphia, eight twenty p.m. on ESPN and NFL, and we'll see if um, Fox and NFL. Why did I say that? It says Fox right here. And the thing is, what I was thinking of is uh, the Thursday night game last year when uh, Brady lost track of the down. So we'll see oh, how yeah. he uh, yeah. bounces back on Thursday night with his mathematical skills. Sunday we have Miami at Jacksonville, and that's at nine thirty. A.M. So another uh, London game. Uh, we have Green Bay at Chicago. And I assume that's one. NFL Network again, Chris. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. CBS yeah. actually. Really? Oh, wait, it is Jacksonville game. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be CBS National or just for those regions. It's Maybe regional. Probably, be probably yeah. just for New York and Jacksonville. Green yeah, Bay, maybe for Florida and a few other places. Yeah, yeah maybe I don't know. <laughs> Jacksonville doesn't have the biggest, but it is. Yeah, it is Florida. It's the whole state because Miami's there. Yeah. Green Bay at Chicago, one p.m. on Fox. That should be a, a decent game. Cincinnati at Detroit, one p.m. on Fox. Uh, so that was like a tr- uh, trade there because uh, that would normally be a CBS. But they traded the Patriots game. Uh, Houston at Indianapolis, one p.m. on CBS. The Rams are at the Giants, one p.m. on Fox. Kansas City's at Washington, 1 p.m. on CBS. Minnesota, Carolina, 1 p.m. on Fox. The Chargers are at Baltimore, 1 p.m. on CBS. Arizona at Cleveland, 4.05 p.m. on Fox. So CBS has the doubleheader. The, the Raiders are at Denver, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. Dallas at the Patriots, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. Once again, Patriots will probably lose, but they'll play a lot better than they did against Houston. That's what they're and doing. I suspect that'll be the big national game. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I'm sure Jim Nance will be here and Tony Romo. Yeah, you want Tony Romo to do the Cowboys when he can. Uh, Seattle at Pittsburgh, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. And that, that should be a pretty good game. Both those teams have uh, had their ups and downs, but they're, but it's going to be kind of weird. With It'll be interesting to see with an extra few days to prepare whether they can get uh, Geno Smith ready to go uh, for Seattle. Monday night, Buffalo at Tennessee, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. And we have now our first buys, and they will be Atlanta, the New Orleans, the Jets, and San Francisco. So there you, you know go. What, you know, you just remind me when you mentioned Geno Smith. Russell Wilson had started every game in his career, so about 149 games. So this ends his streak. But you know what's the weird thing? You remember when, when McAdoo sat down, Eli Manning? You know who started yeah. that game? No. Geno Smith. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So I guess we're uh, <coughs> any phone calls or anything, or are we yes, ready to move let's, on to baseball? Yes, uh, let's let us go to Jamal at this time. Hey, Jamal. Uh oh. Oh, we need a White Sox score. That's <laughs> yeah. what we need for Jamal. Oh, he's probably I'm live, on, I'm live on location at a pace bus stop, waiting for a bus. Okay. But but uh, but all that being said, the White Sox last I heard five to one Houston. Not looking good, and oh. who knows? It is Jamal, yeah. Jamal, it is five to one. Astros at the top of the six. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Well, I hate to say I told you so about the White Sox, but unless they come back and win, then you know it was a nice ride this season. 
Well, not that I wanted to lose your time about Jamal, but I thought the Red Sox and White Sox played some pretty. There were a couple of blowups, but I thought they played some pretty good games this year. I was looking forward to maybe seeing them play each other. I think they're pretty right. evenly matched. I thought that the Red Sox can't beat Houston, but I think for right. an even matchup, that's kind of. I think most people will root right. for the White Sox, and most people will be rooting for the Red Sox now. Right. If people don't want to see Houston, right. well, I'm not a big Red Sox fan, but if it's against Houston, then I will root for the Red Sox. Yeah, I can't really say what I think about Houston, at least on the air. On the air no, here. no, no. Uh, you, no, no you said it Friday night. We've all heard it. <laughs> nevertheless, also more cheering news about the NFL. Now, people, people, you are talking about Buffalo and them looking good, looking like one of the teams to be in the AFC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had a conversation with my father earlier and somebody else earlier. I think people have forgotten about the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, no, I, that's true. And Baltimore and the Chargers. Chargers need some defense, though. But Baltimore looks right. like they might need some defense, too. I mean, right. their defense right. has been kind of up and down. Right, but the reason I think Baltimore, that, uh, that game last night showed that, and Baltimore's been playing pretty well lately. That game last yeah. night showed that Baltimore should not be ignored. And I talk about how great Cleveland is. But I think at the end of, at the, end of the day, I think Baltimore's going to run away from the, the NFC North again. And, well, and, I don't know about running away, but Cleveland and Cincinnati are pretty tough. But I, I think the Buffalo is going to have an easier time in the East. And, you know, I think they've got an all, a more well-rounded team with their defense. That's the difference. I think Jackson's got to prove himself a little bit more. And uh, right. the Chargers need to work on their defense, obviously, after the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. And Baltimore's defense is a little suspect too. So I think Buffalo for the well for the all around team. I, that's why I'm saying Buffalo right now. Well, well, how about the Bears? How about the Bears, Jamal? Uh, well, I want to finish one more thought. Baltimore, then we'll get to the Bears. Okay. Uh, I I really think that Baltimore might be the team that will surprise Kansas City more so than Buffalo. Not my words, but with all that being said, now talking about the Bears. I think the Bears. I think. The Bears are going to do all they're going to do as well as their defense and their running game plays. As long as they put Justin, Justin, uh, Fields. I, 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 was, I, was, I can't believe I forgot his last night. Justin Fields yeah. in position where he doesn't have to carry the team on his back. Then I think the Bears might, might win another nine games and make the playoffs. Uh, the Montgomery injury guys, is going to hurt them. Yeah, well, yeah the know, Montgomery injury is going to hurt. Yeah, well, you know, Jamal, if they win another nine games and actually make the playoffs, then that means, guess what, Mad Nagy is still going to be your coach next year. Well, well, I'll say this. If he's going to be the head coach next year, as long as he doesn't call the players, I can deal with that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think as a head coach, he's all right. His problem is he wants to act like he's a play caller. No, just be the CEO of the team and stay out of the way unless your coordinator is woefully messed up. Yeah. Well, I, if he makes the playoffs and they keep him, they're not going to take anything away from him because then it'll be, uh, you know, they got to give right. him a chance. And so it's, it's going to be, well, while he's there, he's going to be calling the plays, I think, till he doesn't mm-hmm. want to anymore. Right. So. Pierre, Pierre, go ahead and unmute and we will hear from you. Well, Sports Lounge Live just went international. I had one of those robo calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I held the phone to it and let him hear y'all. So. Oh, good. Was he Peggy in India, Pierre? Was he Peggy in India? Yeah. Okay. 
But he hung up. I guess I guess he didn't like what y'all were saying. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I thought was funny? I was talking about because I was on with uh, Bill and Gary yesterday. I was saying you talk about these dumb robocalls. They come in yesterday and they say it's the medic. It was guy from India, Medicare department, and he called. I said, first of all, it's a federal holiday. I didn't say this to him. I just mentioned it on the radio. I said, first of all, it's a federal holiday, so Medicare isn't even open. Plus, they never call you anyway. It's the whole thing ridiculous. But uh, so what's 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 going on, Pierre? Well, I think Coach O is on his way out. He's already lost three games, and he's got he's got Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, uh, Arkansas, uh, Texas A and M to play. So wow, I, I said six and six, but I now I think I I don't think he'll even make that. You know, in the bad well, the bad thing, Pierre, with Arkansas and Ole Miss, what they might both give up fifty, but they might score fifty. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so, and with, yeah, and then with the Saints uh, Sunday, I don't know if they're going to have enough. Uh, it's like Rick Rick said about the Giants. I don't know if the Saints are going to have enough to feel. Well, the they got team. a week they, off this week. They got a week. They got a week off. Week off. But do you hear? Have you heard anything about Taysom Hill? Because we hadn't heard anything. Well, he's on he? uh, he's on concussion protocol. You know. Okay. Do they do okay? Like in college football, if you go helmet to helmet, it's ta- it's called targeting. And uh, right. and guy is removed from the game and he can't play the rest of the game. But in the or NFL, the, I mean, this guy during year took his head off. And yeah. well, they will call a fifteen yard penalty for that, but they, they, but they won't remove him. Like yeah. like the NFL, they have to if they do targeting in the college, they have to set up the next half of the next right. game, the yeah, first half of the next game. Yep, right. yeah, first half of the next game. Yeah. But I mean, he during year took his head off. You know, I mean, that's yeah, all well. I got to say. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So. So getting back to baseball, of course, the first thing that happened, we had the wild card game here, real, real great atmosphere, and the Red Sox won it six to two, and and uh, you know that, that that was good. Then of course they went into Tampa Bay on Thursday night and got clobbered five to nothing, and everybody around here is like, oh, forget it. And then then they they get two runs in the top of the first on Friday night, and then uh, give up five. Chris Sale gives up five in the bottom of the first. Oh, this is ridiculous. They're going to get swept. This is going to be terrible. And then starting in the second inning, uh, they came back and they won that game 14 to six. Then they, of course they won on Sunday and Monday with walk off. And I know David USF has talked about walk off homers for the Dodgers. And we'll get to that in a, a little bit in our news and notes. But the Red Sox, I guess, have now 14 walk offs overall in postseason history and how many have been home runs or how many have been uh, you know fly ball like yeah. last night or whatever but uh, that's what i heard that they had 14 walk-offs in postseason history so that's a lot and the yankees i think have 23 but but so people here are pretty psyched as rick said you know getting ready to play uh, probably houston now uh, they'll they, the bullpen gets to rest the red sox were hoping for a five game series with houston and the white sox you know get their uh, arms worn down a little bit but everybody's going to be off till friday and they'll start in houston and then uh, it, it should be a good series but i am amazed that they beat Tampa Bay. It's yeah, it's just, like uh, um, I mean, Ed, after they beat the Yankees in the playoff, and after that, I think it's it's like we're playing with house money. There's no real right pressure right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. So then, uh, as we say on the other side, Houston uh, is now leading uh, the series two games to one and leading in the sixth inning five to one last score we got. So we'll see how they go in the National League. Uh, the Dodgers, and well, of course, the wild card game that was the walk off by uh, I forget I've got his name written down here, but I can't. Chris, somebody Chris for the Taylor. Dodgers. Chris Taylor hit the walk off and won that game over the Cardinals three to one to get the series that I think everybody wanted that was neutral about it. You want to see the best two teams play, even if it is in the first round. And of course, the Giants won the first game 
four to nothing. The second game, uh, Dodgers came bouncing back and beat them pretty handily at nine to two. Nine to two, and then back to Los Angeles. Then the uh, Evan Longoria hit a home run in the fifth inning. Lisa Former Ray did well last night, and uh, one nothing Giants. So they're up two games to one. They can wrap that up uh, tonight. And then the Braves and the uh, you know Milwaukee started out, and you just figure, oh ho hum, you know Milwaukee's the better team. But they won the first game, and then the Braves came back and won on Saturday, and then they won again yesterday, uh, three to nothing. So they lead two to one. They're in the driver's seat, and we can actually probably get a Braves uh, score uh, maybe as we go along too, because they started right, that uh, game. Will- Start at the top of the, that'll start at the top of the hour. Okay. So that's and it is still five to go. one uh, Astros. Okay. All right. So uh, Jace Tingler was fired by the San, Di- by San Diego Padres as their manager. Not a surprise. You know, when when they said that he was their manager, I say, who is he? I never even heard of him during the year. I, I didn't know anything about him before. So uh, Theo Epstein will not run the Mets. He's, uh, I guess he wants to stay in the front office of base, uh, base MLB for the time being. And we mentioned and the latest I heard is it sounds like, Chris, that Billy Bean is also out of the Mets. Okay. Yeah, he he decided not to do that. So the re and, and the Taylor reason did- he did, the reason he did that is because he has a partial ownership stake in the A's and he didn't want to give that up. Right. right. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Chris Taylor hit that walk off that we talked about, and uh, the for the uh, Dodgers, and that was their fourth walk off homer in history, and they didn't hit any until 1988 with Kurt Gibson. That's the thing that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And and the, again, I don't know how many they've had. Uh, one of them, I'll, I can tell you about a, an early uh, uh, walk off, and those of you who know audio clips will know this one. Here comes the tying run, and here comes the winning run. Uh-huh, yep. Lavagetto hit that walk off uh, hit against uh, Bill Bevins of the Yankees in 1947. So there's a walk off that wasn't a home run back yeah, in Brooklyn right. history. So anyway, so let's see. Uh, Red Sox now have 13 over. Uh, oh, that's what I was just telling you. 14 overall. Uh, told you about that. And then the most uh, regular season meetings between postseason teams. Uh, the third place uh, before. Okay. So we had to do a little explaining here. When the Dodgers and uh, Giants had played in 51 and 62, those were part of the regular season. They were playoffs to determine regular season title. So those don't count like the wild card game. If Toronto and the Yankees had played on that Monday, that wouldn't have been a regular season game or anything like that. So this was the first time the Giants and Dodgers have met in the postseason. And we have matchups. The third uh, most games was the Cubs and Cardinals when they finally met with 2,363 in 15 in the NLDS. In second, the Cubs and Pirates, 24-58, and that was in the NL uh, wildcard game. And the top now is the Dodgers in San Francisco. And that was in the, same, that, Chris, that was in the same year, 2015. Same year, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then the Dodgers in San Francisco up to 25 uh, uh, 35 before they met on uh, Friday when they started. Now, the interesting, the team I was thinking about, the Red Sox, the one team they haven't met, because what you want is a team that started with you back in, you know, back in the day. And this may not be as high because the American League is a younger league. It is the junior circuit, even though it started in 2001. But uh, the Orioles and Red Sox would be a, a big candidate because they haven't played in the postseason and they've always been in the same division. So we'll see if that ever happens. Uh, that's going to be a while. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I'm looking here. Oh, yeah. And by the way, there was the Dodgers. We were talking about other playoffs. Dodgers played the Cardinals in 46 and uh, lost. I think it was two games to one. The American League was a one-game playoff with the Red Sox. The only time they ever had one was Cleveland uh, beating the Red Sox. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tony, The oldest managers in postseason met with Tony La Russa and Dusty Baker, uh, Tony being 77 and Dusty being 72. 
And uh, we don't think uh, we don't know if they were the oldest to meet in the regular season. They could have. Randy Arozarena hit a home run and stole home in the first game of the series. That's all the damage he really did in that series. But uh, that was the only person to ever do that in postseason baseball. Not right. a surprise with that. And then uh, and they call him Senor Octubre. Uh, he's had 11 home runs. Of course, he'll now be stopped for the year. 11 home runs in his first uh, two years in postseason baseball. And he's still a rookie, still qualifying as a rookie because he yeah. came up late last year. So yep. yeah, uh, let's see. And I think uh, the coach, the Mets coaches have been offered jobs in the or- in the minors league, minors for the organization if they want them. And uh, let's see. And, of course, they're going to replace both the GM and the manager. Right. And so that is it for my baseball news. And those, oh, you had the qualifying offer changed, you said, uh, Perry. Uh, yeah. sorry, about that, sorry about that, Chris. I was looking at something. Go ahead. The, quali- the qualifying uh, offer for baseball change. Yes, eighteen point four. As opposed, it was eighteen point eight this year. It'll be eighteen point four uh, this upcoming off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, any other uh, news and notes on baseball? We can move on to college football. I think we're good because the Braves and the Brewers—they'll throw the first pitch in about five minutes. The White Sox, Astros—that has not changed. So, okay. All right. So we have our new top twenty-five from the AP. Number one is Georgia. Number two, Iowa. Three, Cincinnati. (coughs) Cincinnati. Four is Oklahoma. Five is Alabama, and we'll talk about some of the results of, on Saturday to how these got this way. Alabama dropping all the way to five. But you know what? When uh, if they don't lose any any games between now and then, when they when's that uh, actual the real poll come out? Uh, uh, the end of the month. Uh, I think the first week in November is when it starts. Because like maybe November second. Five so. Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, five Tuesdays, and then that Sunday after the championship. Right. Yeah. So about November second, you'll see Alabama in the top four. Don't worry. Uh, if if they don't lose in the meantime, Ohio State number six, number seven Penn State, eight Michigan, nine Oregon, ten Michigan State, eleven Kentucky, twelve Oklahoma State, thirteen Mississippi, fourteen Notre Dame, fifteen Coastal Carolina, sixteen Wake Forest, seventeen Arkansas, eighteen Arizona State, nineteen BYU, twenty Florida, twenty one A and M Texas A and M, twenty two NC State, twenty three SMU, twenty four San Diego State, and twenty five Texas. And Georgia beat Auburn, uh, thirty-four to ten. That was pretty easy. And we already talked about the Iowa Penn State. That was a good game. I, I listened to the end. That of was that. a that very was. good game. Yeah. Okay. Cincinnati. And, and Chris Russo. Chris Russo said Gus Johnson didn't even annoy him in this game, and he said normally ah, he does every good. Cincinnati killed Temple, fifty-two to three. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas, 55-48. Okay, Sean, what uh, what do you want to <laughs> tell right, Lynn? here we go, Lynn. Lynn. Yeah. All right. Now, it was, just, like I said, a story. It was two different games, and you never get uh, – this game, like any, unlike any other, you never – it seems like if you have a huge lead, chances are you're going to you lose it. They, the comparison they've made on this was Bob Stoops' rookie year. Oklahoma jumped out to a huge lead, and then Texas, Mac Brown came back and won it. It was 41-23, and then all of a sudden the defense just, you know, Oklahoma just came from out of nowhere. And this is what Oklahoma's kind of done, whether it's a good team, a bad team. I mean, these teams, like with Tulane and others, they've let these teams hang around, and then they've just snuck in. And they're already talking. These two teams are probably going to meet again in the in the Big Twelve Championship. But I mean, Texas—it's as they explain, as they've said down here—it's uh, the first half is what we have to look forward to. 
and then the second is a reminder of the past. But it was it was just offense, no, not much defense on either side. I mean, it was a very good game. It was a good game. It was battle, yep. but not not a lot of defense, not not much. Like I said, and they just. You know, I mean, Texas, the lack of defense, let Oklahoma back in because you never, in this, like, this game, unlike any other, you never go and take it, oh, we got a 21-point lead, we're fine. Yeah. We're In this game yeah. especially because they divide the stadium in half at the 50-yard line, so it's not like one side and another. So you're always, at, and every other quarter, you're running into that other team's end zone, so you never lose that momentum. But that one, I said, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting game, but anyway. Let's get to some more here. Okay, A&M beat Alabama 41-38. And, Sean, you kind of poo-pooed, yeah, well, they put that game on because it's A&M and that tradition, blah, well, blah, blah. No, even, Aggie fan, uh, even Texas A&M fans were like, wait a minute, did they see us play the last couple of weeks? Why are they have us on prime time? Because of the way they, A&M fans have said that. They were saying, because they scheduled this. No, they they put it as a primetime game back when Texas A&M was still ranked. They made it at the beginning of the year. I think CBS came in and said, yeah, we want this. But when they saw they were still a top-five team, but then the last couple of weeks, like, oh, the Auburn-Georgia game is going to be better than that. But interestingly enough, in this game, Alabama had led 59 quarters in a row, and then they finally, this first time in 59 quarters that they were behind when in the first quarter when Texas A&M jumped out 3 nothing, and 23 games in a row, Alabama had not, uh, had, had not, you know, trailed by more than 10, and of course at one time they did, and then it was a back and forth tech, Alabama came and got the lead back, and then Texas A&M came and won it, and it's the first time that one of Saban's assistants beat him, so Saban is 24-1 now against his assistants. He does better against his assessments than uh, Belichick does, that's for sure. Uh, Ohio State killed Maryland uh, 66 to 17. Yeah, Michigan beat that Nebraska 32-29. Sean, Sean McDonough did that game. He was saying that he, he had a pretty good game. Nebra- yeah, yeah, Nebraska had a chance to win that game towards yeah, the end. Yeah, they're, they're playing people tough this year. They Michigan are. State beat Rutgers 31-13 at Rutgers. Kentucky over LSU. Pierre was talking about that. 42-21. Oklahoma State beat Baylor 24-14. Mississippi beat Arkansas 52 to 51. And I heard the end of that. I was listening to the Arkansas announcer. And I'll tell you, that was, I, nobody stopped anybody. I think it was like, especially by, now I know it was hot down there because I asked Miss A during the game what the temperature was in Oxford and it was like 84 degrees. So there's that. But they, they weren't stopping anybody. And I don't blame the Arkansas coach for going. I usually yell at people for doing this, but I don't blame them at the, for the last play of the game for going for two. And just oh, no, say, no. Chris, even, even the old Miss announcer said they didn't blame him for doing it. No, because you just want to see if you can get out of there with a win. You don't want to have everybody playing overtime and, you know, collapsing. You had people uh, with cramps, although uh, they kind of thought that was a little fake on Ole Miss's part. At least the Arkansas guys did. But, you know, you know how that is. Uh, Notre Dame. I I think according to the Ole Miss announcers, they said they saw a little bit of that on both sides. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame beat Virginia Tech 32-29. Coastal Carolina over Arkansas State 52-20. Wake Forest over Syracuse 40-37 in overtime. I'm telling you, that division in, in, and now Syracuse zone too, but all those di- games are in, the, in the, well, that division and of the if, ACC are going to be close. I don't know who's going to end up on top. If you just Sorry. said at the beginning of this year, Kentucky and Wake Forest would be undefeated like 6-0. I mean, right. I'd have said, no, okay, maybe in basketball, but not in football. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Arizona State beat Sanford 28-10. to And uh, Boise State beat BYU, 20, 20, BYU 26-17. And Florida beat Vanderbilt 42 to nothing. Vanderbilt's terrible. Yeah, they're, they're and terrible. FMU 
beat Navy 31 to 24 and San Diego State over New Mexico 31 7. What do we got coming up next week, guys? Well, they're billing it this week is ABC's really promoting it all day. They got number two, number three, and number four on their network because you got oh on that network, you start off, you have Cincinnati, Central Florida, Iowa, Purdue, Oklahoma, TCU. I mean, Iowa shouldn't mm-hmm. handle Purdue, Oklahoma should. should handle TCU, but you, some of the big games you got Kentucky, Georgia looks like a pretty interesting game. <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma State. Uh, let me see, you got. <coughs> Arkansas Auburn. That's another. That's an early. That's an early CBS game. That one looks kind of you know kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wake Forest Boston College. Who'd have thought that would be a game? That no, NC State and BC. NC State and NC BC. NC State and BC. NC State because yeah. Wake Forest yeah has. Uh, has they're probably off this week. But yeah, yeah, they're off. I forget who they. Yeah, have, that's but seven thirty yeah, on ACC Network. So they moved it to seven thirty. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, NC, but NC State's been right. NC State BC. Who'd have thought that have been an, a ranked. Yeah. Game, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and you know, so you, I mean, you have those games. Not a lot of huge markets. There's a bunch of teams off this week, but looking at this top twenty-five, remember Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State have not played each other. They're six, seven, and eight, so right. they all have to play each other. And uh, you know, Alabama looks that they they could get back in because they still have Auburn. They have Arkansas. Uh, they don't have to play Georgia until the championship. Georgia, I think, still has to play well Kentucky and Florida. And you know that's always a big rival game. Uh, and yeah, Florida Auburn has a big cocktail party. So yeah. yeah, and then Ole Miss has Tennessee. So we'll see where. I mean, they should handle Tennessee. But, and that's coming you know, up this week. Yeah, that's this week. Yeah, Ole Miss, that's one of the games this week that I missed. That one of the highlight games. But you know, like I said, and then BYU they're going to bounce back. BYU Baylor. That yeah, I mean to see if BYU can that they can bounce back because you know after the Boise State loss. But like I said, probably the marquee games are. Probably like Texas, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati, Central Florida, and of course mm-hmm. Kentucky, Georgia, and Arkansas all are probably the big market because yeah. the Oregon teams are pretty much off. They're not really doing much this year week in there, you know. But yeah, that's about it. I can have to think of. Now, okay. I was listening to the college football blitz on uh, Channel eighty four on XM last week, and the the host said, "I'm not telling corporations how to run their business." But he said somebody in Oklahoma, it sounds like, had offered Spencer Rattler a couple of million dollars for his, uh, you know, his whatever they call the, where they can make money. Yeah. Yeah. He said, here's the problem. He said he was offered that kind of money and now he got benched. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. Okay. So any and, other hey, and, that, and to be fair, that quarterback looked very good. That second stringer looked very good. When yeah, he he did, yeah, he yeah. He, yeah. He, brought him, he brought him back. He certainly yeah. did. I think mm-hmm. that's it. By the way, Chris, in the seventh inning, it is now six to one uh, oh. Astros and the Braves Brewers are just underway. Okay. So I guess we go to the NBA, and um, speaking of that, just to remind people, that's Philadelphia, I mean, Atlanta and Milwaukee playing, so the Braves are going for revenge, a city revenge against Milwaukee there, and the, uh, because yeah. they met in the NBA. So we'll see how that turns out. And I, have uh, not heard, I have not heard anything yet, Bill. Have you heard anything? I have not heard if TuneIn Live is going to have the NBA or not yet. I have not heard anything. And I guess Bill, Bill, Bill has not heard okay, you. Okay, we'll come okay. back to that. Well, we'll find out about that. So, Paul, Paul Gasol did finally retire at 41. He sp- played in, in Spain, 98-01. He was the third pick in the 01 draft by the Hawks, and then he was traded to Memphis, where he played from 01 to 08, and then played for the Lakers in 08 to 14, Bulls 14 to 16, San Antonio 16 through 19, and then, uh, let's see, 
and then and then he was in the Olympics uh, for Spain this year, and uh, and they won two championships with the Lakers in '09 and '10, in the, their repeat years. And uh, let's see, eighteen. Oh, and so uh, he didn't have any statistics on him, but good solid career in the NBA. And uh, Bob we- Ryan, Bob Ryan said on Sunday, Chris, that he should have been the MVP of the 2010 Finals. Yeah, he led the yeah. comeback when they when yeah. they that at the end of that game, the Celtics were leading most of the game, and he led the comeback. I remember that. Yeah. Kobe didn't do a whole lot, but uh, no. yeah. No. So uh, I, I think he's right. And uh, <clears throat> but we had run. You know, when you have a good player, even if it's a borderline Hall of Famer that retires like that, we did it with JJ uh, Redick, same kind of guy. Right. You like right. to go through and give him a little uh, mention. That's right. So we have uh, we have other players we need to mention. Eighteen former players indicted for fake health claims. And uh, to the health care plan, uh, Terrence Williams uh, was the uh, leader of this uh, the former New Jersey net uh, $3.9 million in false claims. Uh, Sebastian, uh, some of the players were Sebastian Telfair, Darius Mile, uh, you know, Big Baby Davis, Glenn Big Baby right. Davis, uh, Tony Allen. A lot of yep. them on the, the 08 Celtics, uh, Tony Allen and Big Baby were together and Telfair. And yep. uh, Tony Allen's wife was also indicted and... Uh, and they got 2.5. They claimed they were able to get before they were caught 2.5 million dollars, and uh, and and there were 230,000 kickbacks that the players gave back to the uh, people who were doing all this for them. And they were they were fake invoices. Some of the one of the guys was in I forget like uh, overseas playing basketball when he was supposed to be at a dentist appointment. You know that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, that wasn't too smart. So anyway, so that's uh, being investigated and. Uh, that I really one good thing I haven't heard about, and you know we've had the NBA training camp for a couple of weeks. I haven't heard about any injuries like you usually do in the uh, in, oh. NFL. So that's good. Hope that stays uh, that way. Uh, yep. I guess okay. I guess though we might as well hit the elephant in the room as far as players go. Ben Simmons uh, is yes. back with the Seventy Sixers apparently, and I think the reason he is back with the Seventy Sixers, they were trying to trade him. Nobody wanted him. Oh, right. Well, not yeah. that contract. No, no nobody nope. wanted him. Uh, we'll and also it, it also it looks like uh uh Kevin Durant and James Harden were going to meet with the coaches and the owner and the GM uh and the team was going to decide on Mr. Irving's uh, play. They have already to... decided he cannot play until he is vaccinated. Okay. And they're saying it because they're saying team chemistry and it said either right. until he's vaccinated or until you get enough herd immunity to where the where the restrictions are lifted. Because they yeah. said, how can we have a guy for how can we have a guy for half a season? Is what they're saying. Now, how, now uh, I don't know how the NBA works. Uh, here's a guy that doesn't want to get vaccinated. Uh, the team has already decided he's not going to be able to play until he does. And he's then he's so not what, paid. Okay, so uh, can the Nets use his salary no. to go get a replacement? I don't believe so. Now, I, I, I may be wrong, but I don't believe they I can. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. NBA caps are pretty tricky. Uh, yeah, you know, okay. There's yeah. more flexibility in other leagues than there are in the NBA, so okay. uh, I don't think uh, so. No, but he's and what his counter is well, prove that they landed on the moon and I'll come and get vaccinated. But that's what he would tell you. <laughs> yeah. you know, well, and I mean, let's be and let's be honest. Whatever, whatever, and, and I mean, look, whatever we think of him in the vaccine and whatever, but this guy has been a strange character for a long time. He, is, he takes the earth is flat. Yes. Yeah. If, yes. Some, I know. He, if, he, I mean, he's if you been think strange the earth is one. flat, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, got any more NBA stuff before we move on to the NHL, which is opening tonight, getting back uh, on ESPN I don't for the think first so. time. First time since 2004 for that. 
So the NHL, we had uh, Carey Price, unfortunately, we had to enter into the player assistance program. I think it's uh, it's usually for uh, substance abuse and uh, or mental problems. And apparently, uh, in this case, mental it's issue. mental health. Yeah, right. He'll be out at least uh, one month. And yeah. of course, he's uh, one one of the best goalies in the league. So uh, Montreal will miss him, that's for sure. Yeah. Evander Kane, well, his wife uh, kept looking for things to get him in trouble for, and they finally, somebody else finally found out this one. He's being, he's allegedly uh, used a uh, a fake vaccination card. So they're going to figure that <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, and, ap- so. and apparently he has not been vaccinated. So uh, it looks like uh, I- I'm hoping the Sharks can find a way to get out of that contract because uh, he. He's our best scorer on our team, but he's really been nothing but trouble. Cause, uh, during, and he always gets in trouble during the off-seasons. Uh, you know, he does strange things all the time. And, and, and so I, I don't know what, what the legal ramifications are going to be here. I, I don't play a lawyer, but uh, I hope the Sharks can find a way to avoid that contract because he's got four more years left on the deal. So. Okay. Yeah. Nika Sabanajad uh, for the Rangers got an eight, eight, uh, eight years for $68 million extension. Yep. And also Alexander Barkov of Florida, eight, eight. for 80 extension. Yeah. And then yeah. today, Nick Suzuki got uh, eight for 63 from Montreal. What is the eight-year significance? Is there like a, a okay? Uh, that that is the longest term you can give a player under the current collective bargaining agreement. Okay. So, so uh, for those of you who want to rush to Vegas before seven thirty Eastern time and bet, but you know, and maybe you get more money if you bet uh, earlier, uh, they gave the power rankings. David USF very nicely came up with it. Uh, for us, number ten is Edmonton. Though the, these are the teams most likely to win the cup, somebody has decided. Yeah. Ten is Ed, Edmonton. Nine is Washington. Eight Carolina. Seven Florida. Six Toronto. Five the Bruins. They got to always put the Bruins ahead of Toronto because until Toronto beats the Bruins, <laughs> in one of these series. That is, that four, is correct. Four for the Islanders. Three for Las Vegas. Two for Tampa, and one for Colorado. Yeah. So, and no, uh, all the NHL experts are saying that Colorado and Tampa Bay are probably going to meet for the uh, cup. That's what all the experts are saying. So we'll see if it turns out that way. Well, I like being rated five. I'll take it. You know, so yeah. good, good way to start. You know, and they, yeah. I think they think the Bruins made some improvement. So uh, yep. the, you know, that's a good spot. Okay, so Sean McDonough does the first game tonight. Uh, you know, in his uh, football, baseball, hockey, uh, you know, odyssey around the country. And, basketball, uh, and he does basketball. Basketball too. Basketball. And he does yeah. basketball too. And I, will he still continue to do any basketball for ESPN? I don't this year? know. Yes. He does. He does. Yes, he does. He, he will. Yeah. Yep. Okay, but he'll he'll be back doing more Red Sox too. Uh, you know, after uh, he'll probably meet him in Fenway after they get back from Houston, probably because he's probably got a basketball game, a baseball, I mean, football game this week. But he's yeah. doing the opener, and he'll probably lay off for the hockey for a couple. You know, you don't need your big guns on the first few games of hockey, but you want to start opening night. So he'll be there for the ra- raising of the banner for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. <clears throat> Steve Levy is going to do hockey for them, them, them as well. Uh, John Butchergrass and Leah Hextall, who is the granddaughter of uh, Brian Hextall and the cousin of Ron Hextall. So the first she'll woman be the first, national hockey announcer. Yeah, she'll be the first female to do a hockey uh, play-by-play nationally for a network. Yep. So. That's right. And, and they're like your backup announcer. They'll be your backup like your third or fourth when they have those right. games. Right. And so the only uh, female announcing in hockey that I remember was Sherry Rose, who was doing the uh, color. Sherry Ross was the name. That's right. Doing the color for the uh, 
for the Devils for a while, and she was very right. good at it, by the way. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't. Uh, beyond that, I don't know of any hockey play by play on a local level. And we know tomorrow that TNT will debut, and their number one guy is Kenny Albert. Right. Yeah. It'll okay, be Kenny so. Albert and Eddie Olchuk on the first game, and I've, I don't remember. And the second game will be uh, uh, Brendan. Bur- I think it's Brendan Burke is his yeah. name, and uh, uh-huh. that that crew. Uh, um, um, so. Yeah, and uh, I watched the first TNT stuff last week, and it looks like they're going to do a pretty good job on hockey. And I'm remember, sure they will. Uh, sure uh, they will. Wayne Gretzky will debut tomorrow night and do do his first studio thing, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how that goes for hockey. And, and, of course, remember with streaming, it, the hockey can stream. Everybody streams anyway, so, yes, it's on TuneIn Live, but it doesn't matter Close because everybody streams anyway. <laughs> Right. And you want to, maybe Bill is back. You can ask him your question, Perry. We can give a, give oh, I'm right here. I'm sorry. Have we heard anything? We were talking about NBA. Have, I have not heard anything if whether NBA is going to be on TuneIn Live. I have not heard. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a, uh, That's okay. a phone call ring. Um, I have not heard that. My inclination is if we haven't heard anything, unless it comes out tonight or in the next week, the answer is no. Okay. We what know does your the dog ho- think, uh, Robert? <laughs> yeah. Has your dog we know, heard anything? We know that the hockey, we know the hockey is, the football is. And the yeah. ESPN radio feed of the baseball games is also. It's ESPN. Right. They're, they're doing better, but who knows if ESPN is going to be there a year from now, as bad as they are. <laughs> so. Well, they've but, got rights to things. They'll, they'll survive somehow. They'll be there know. for games. Yeah, for games. They'll be there for games. Yeah. Okay, so you know, Robert. Their, play, their play-by-play for the baseball has actually been pretty good. It was For the yeah, Astros series, it was Kevin Brown and Chris Burke. Uh, then it was um, for the Rays series, it was Dan Showman and Xavier Scruggs. And in the National League, it's uh, Carl Ravage and Tim Kirkchen in the Braves series. And then the Giant series, it is John Shomby and Kyle Peterson. So that's pre- that's well, actually pretty. That's actually pretty. Good. I'll stick with the, I'll yeah. stick with the local guys. I haven't listened to one minute of them. So except that the Tuesday night, you did tell me that Dave O'Brien was going to be doing it, and I did, and he played it down. You know, as, as a pro would, uh, oh, didn't yeah. uh, show that he was really excited about the Red. I Plus normally TV. agree. I, I normally agree with you, Chris. But every once in a while, since it's on just on the local radio station, I'll just turn on the. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's easier if you're going somewhere. Yeah, radio. just turn on the radio but, and. If you yeah, but, that's the Astro announcers you go to the ESPN. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Although okay, Chris so was Robert, telling was, us that Chris was telling us too that Len Casper was having some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I don't think he's that good. I had been more impressed than I thought that than he warranted when I would hear him breaking in on the Cubs games. But hearing a steady diet of him, I'm not that excited about him. And and uh, you know, I just think uh, they could do better. But uh, Andy Mazur was better, I think. But that's just me. But he didn't. Andy like, Mazur. Andy it, so. Mazur was really good. I I think it yeah. was. I think the White Sox made a big mistake not keeping him. And I know yeah, he works for well, WGN, and that was the problem. But uh, yeah. I I would have tried yeah. to work something out. Well, maybe yep. he's also, I don't know if he's, does he do the Blackhawks shows and just maybe no, thought he'd get more security no. that way? No, I don't believe do he does. I don't believe so. Okay. All right. Well, Robert, there was some boxing uh, the other night. Uh, yeah, we had about. a, um, uh, we had another heavyweight title fight. And um, for those that complained about the $80 price tag, I understand people don't want to spend that kind of money on pay-per-views. And I personally think pay-per-views are a little outrageous, but... <laughs> But honestly, you cannot complain about 
paying for this one. This was one hell of a heavyweight championship fight. This was the third fight, which I did not want to occur because of the way Wilder went about getting it between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Well, everybody who actually paid for it, and I, I understand the pay-per-view did quite well. Um, I don't have the final numbers yet, but it looks like maybe close to a million pay-per-view buys. Um, but uh, uh, they not, uh, it was a knockdown, drag-out fight, literally. They knocked each other down five times in the fight. You had uh, Wilder knock Fury down twice in the fourth round. Fury knocked Wilder down in the third round in the 10th round and the 11th round when he finally stopped him. And, uh, yeah, what can I say? Uh, it, it, it turned out to be a lot better than I thought it would be. I thought Tyson Fury would, with his boxing ability and with his size, being six foot nine and 277 pounds and his extremely long reach, uh, he would give Wilder fits. And that did come into play somewhat, but Deontay Wilder did a lot better than I thought he would. But, Honestly, he took such a beating, I don't want to see him fight anymore. And he did suffer a broken knuckle on, I'm assuming, his right hand because that's his dominant hand. But he And he's going to be 36 years old um, coming up on the 22nd of October. Uh, so I, I, I hope his management team takes a close, hard look and uh, realizes, hey, you had a good career. 42 wins, two losses, one draw, and 41 of those knockouts. The only guy you could not beat uh, was the one that basically beat you three times, and that was Tyson Fury. Um, but And Fury, his future is definitely bright, and he did say after the fight he'd like to fight maybe three or four more times and, you know, retire because, you know, he's 33 and, uh, he's got, he's, uh, he's really into music. He, uh, he, uh, plays multiple instruments and, uh, he's quite the singer. I, I think he would like to work on a professional music career, uh, you know, so, because he's officially moved to Las Vegas and, and he's been working on, uh, music projects. So I, I think that's going to be in his future after he's done with boxing. So, um, okay. it was one hell of a fight. I, I can't complain and, uh, I understand pay-per-views are expensive, but I don't think anybody had a right to complain about this. Okay, and to wrap things up, we had another NASCAR race. And uh, Kyle Larson won, and uh, that's his seventh win of the year, and he is one of the playoff drivers, so he moved up quite a bit in the standings, and I forget where they're located next week. So uh, yeah, I, I know the race was in Charlotte, you said, yeah. this uh, past week. So, so okay, that's, that's all I've Anything got. Else? Anything else we got here? Nope. There you go, Sean, but remember, no show tomorrow, Sean. Yeah, no show tomorrow. We can all take Perry's got to have a day off, you know. Hey, you know. But anyway, uh, if you I, want have to, to, I have to go out and feed my uh, stomach. That's if your friends, if your friends really want to hear Perry, then you know they can download the podcast at legendoldies.com, or they can type in Sports Lounge Live in their podcatcher, or they can tell their smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or Sports Lounge Live from TuneIn. Or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So check it out. We will be back next week, advancing more in the playoffs. Uh, NHL season going. NBA kicks off next Sunday or next Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. Yeah, next Tuesday. Yeah. I come and tell a little more. A little more. We'll have a little more update on the NFL. And 
who knows what drama we'll get out of the NFL next week so, and college mm-hmm. football and more. So come back and see us next week.